If you didn't hear last week's podcast, session 234, I suggest that you listen to it. Uh, it's The title was You've Been Lied To, and it'll be a really good reference point before listening to this week's session. In last week's episode, I said if anyone had any comments or concerns, they could feel free to reach out to me. But I was not interested in trying to have a conversation with illogical, emotional people that were in self-preservation mode. <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> My email box, Facebook Messenger, and office phone were crammed with more messages than I can call receiving since probably way back in 1999 when I first produced uh, the Network Marketing is a Scam audio program. Uh, the the majority were negative, but many were positive, and we're going to see what we can learn and what those responses actually reveal about the individual and the profession. And this week's podcast, Session 235, The MLM Hamster Wheel. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I hope you've had an awesome, productive week. Honestly, uh, I've spent more time than I would like replying to illogical emotionally charged people in a self-preservation mode. But thankfully, I've also had some awesome communication with great people that makes dealing with those that can't deal with documented facts worth it. Uh, it's, you know, I've heard it said that it's better for people to think that you're an idiot than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. And I'm starting to understand that there appears to be many in network marketing who emotionally emotionally would rather be right than rich people that would rather be right than rich and i've always believed that average people with above average desire could develop the skill sets and mindsets to transform their financial future with the network marketing business model and i believe when the stars line up i mean i still know that that can be done however you know really after this week it's become more and more obvious that network marketing has people just hanging around that really sincerely, unfortunately, don't have the mental or emotional capacity to lead a team. And quite, quite frankly, they would really be much better off just selling hammers or tools at the flea market or doing something else to create extra cash. There's other ways that, that would be more beneficial and would make more sense for many people that are hanging out in network marketing. And I'm not saying that they're bad or evil people, you know, necessarily. Uh, I'm just saying they aren't the sharpest tool on their, on their flea market table. If you, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, I dug out this story because I think it really best describes how much of my, week, uh, how much of my week uh, went last week, and I'm not sure who originally wrote this. Uh, the author is unknown, but it really reminded me of the many conversations I've had uh, over the past few days, and I feel like many of you will be able to relate to it. So again, this is author unknown. It was in my archives. I found it. And here it goes. So I am at Walmart scanning and bagging almost $300 worth of groceries while the employee that wants $15 an hour monitors. And then this happens. Her. Why are you double bagging all your groceries? Me. Excuse me? Her. 
You're wasting our bags. Me. If you don't like the way I'm bagging the groceries, feel free to come over here and bag them yourself. Her. That's not my job. Me. Okay. Then I'll bag my groceries how I please, and if, if that's all right with you. Her. Why are you using two bags? Me. Because the bags are weak and I don't want the handles to break or the bottom to rip out. Her. Well, that's because you're putting too much stuff in the bag. If you took half of that stuff out and put it in a different bag, then you wouldn't need to double bag. Ten seconds of just staring at her. (laughs) I felt like I've had a lot of ten-second moments this past week. Uh, Me. So you want me to split these items in half and put half of them in a different bag so that I don't have to double bag. Her. Exactly. Me. So I would still be using two bags to hold the same number of items. Her. No, because you wouldn't be double bagging. Me. Pressing two fingers to my left eye and attempt to make it stop twitching. (laughs) Her. No, because you wouldn't be double bagging. Again, me, pressing two fingers to my left eye and attempt to stop it from twitching. Me, okay. So here I have a jug of milk and a bottle of juice. Double bagged. If I take the the milk out and remove the double bagging and just put the milk in the single bag and the juice in the single bag, I'm still using two bags for these two items. Her. No, because you're not double bagging. Then so it's not the same number of bags. <laughs> this is cr- <laughs> Me, looking around at the ten other customers who are, at this point, are are really enjoying the show. Me, is this like the common core mass stuff I keep learning about? Her. Never mind, you just don't get it. And with that, she went back to her little podium so she could continue texting or playing games on her phone or whatever it was she was doing before she decided to come over and critique my bagging skills. So I'm going to share just a couple things this week, and I really hope... I mean, sincerely, that, uh, my eyes have been twitching. <laughs> I mean, I am just beyond flabbergasted. Uh, so I'm just going to share some things with you. And, and again, the thing about this business is all the minutia and all the stuff that you have to put up with, with, with people that absolutely should know better and don't, is worth it when you're when you're dealing with the lives of other people and you can help people absolutely uh, change generations, the, 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 the upward mobility of future generations, it's worth it. And you have to continue to remind yourself that on a daily basis if you're active in the marketplace and getting it done every single day. So the very first message I woke up to after the podcast dropped, it says, Dale, you're lying sack of blank. North America launch team and the company you promote have been around 10 years. It's not ground floor. I've lost 15 on my team to this scam company. The timing of a network marketing opportunity has no relationship to a person's success. Stop sharing this false information. (laughs) That was the first message I got. And I said, Josh, uh, can we jump on? And this was my email response to him. Josh, can we jump on a call real quick so I can clear this up? A day goes by. Of course, I don't hear anything. Josh, oh, buddy, are you there? Question mark. So it's been a couple, what is it, been a week or so. And, of course, I still haven't heard back from Josh. But, again, pulling crap from the air like it's, well, Dale, NorthAmericaLaunchTeam.com, and it's like, have you ever looked at Google who is and when the domain was uh, set up? Have you ever done that? And it's been around 10 years. It's not ground floor. 
No, it's been around nine years in 30 other countries around the world. It is ground floor in the United States. So there's a big difference, my friend. And again, you can send me this type of email thinking you know what you talk about, but it, it, it really would probably been worth getting some facts. Uh, next one I got. How much bridge money did you get, Calvert? I know you got some kind of backroom deal. Hardworking people like you, uh, hardworking people like me do all the work while you SOBs get rich. <laughs> uh, this was some dude named Tom. So again, I've, I've, I've said this multiple times this week. Tom, let's jump on a call and I'll share with you the deal I got. And I'm sure I can get you the very same deal. You know, hardworking Tom, you know. Let's jump on the phone, and I'll share with you the deal I got, and I'm sure I can get you the exact same deal. Day two, hardworking Tom, do you want the deal or not? You know, I'm sending two messages, and then I'm on, because, you know, it's amazing how people just spout whatever emotionally comes to their brain with no facts to back up anything and then disappear. Here's the – here's – Here's here's one of the things I love about APL Go. There are no deals, period, end of story. That's the company owner's philosophy, and I love it. If there were deals, I would feel very uncomfortable. I don't like companies that hire master distributors so they'll bring over all their team and the master distributors are getting a different deal than the brand new person that just started is getting. I don't like it. I've never liked it. I've talked against it for years. And that's not going to change. That's not going to change. Would it have been a deal breaker for me if I knew that had been done? Possibly. I'm not saying for sure, but it could have been. But don't accuse me of getting a deal or anybody else when you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Next one. Uh, I don't appreciate you putting down two of my favorite people and the very best mentors in network marketing. Uh, they're also my friends. I've been listening to them closely since I started. They are wonderful speakers, and I own all their training programs, and they are ten times better than anything you've ever done. I will see you at the top on stage someday. Oh, yeah, you won't be there. Uh. I can't remember this this lady's name, uh, but my response was Hannah. I said my response was just Hannah. Thanks for the feedback. I'm just curious, what company are you with? And I really didn't expect any kind of response, but she responded. She said, "Not like it's any of your business, but I've been with It Works since 2011 and HB Naturals for almost two years." So it works for 10 years, would she say? It works for since 2011, so that's about 10 years, and HB Naturals for almost two years. So I said, awesome, how many people do you have on your HB Naturals team? And I asked her about HB Naturals because, honestly, I was curious to see how many of her team members she actually had a relationship with when she made the move, I was just curious. And she said, nine and growing. People love the products. Okay, so you've been there almost two years. You have nine and growing, and people love the products. And then she said, I had 1,200 on my It Works team with 14 personals until they got away from the core business and started flooding us with Me Too products. My focus the last several months has been H. HB Naturals. The transition has taken longer than I expected, but I have nine personals and over 30 products. The new short video training my mentors are going to be teaching me is also going to be the last combination in the lock for me. None of the old school drop cards crap and poaching distributors works anymore. All your training is old school and a waste of money. (laughs) Oh, gracious. Um, so, uh, I, the next thing I asked her, I said, and which of my training programs do you own? 
That was the question. Nothing for a day. And I just couldn't let up on this one. I said, hey, Hannah, did you see my last message? Which of my training programs did you own? Did you, do you own? And then, and, and honestly, honestly, I wanted to know that at the time because I'm thinking, okay, I've got some things that can obviously help her, and I'll send it to her free. I do that more often than people would even believe, you know. Uh, it it drove my dad and crazy, and my wife, you know, Don says, "Why do you do that all the time?" Uh, but anyway, so I said, "Hannah, this is day three, so this is like I got this on Tuesday, so it's like Thursday or Friday." Hannah, I want to send you a free training program. Which one of my current programs do you own? And that, this was through Facebook Messenger, and. She blocked me. She blocked me. Do you all understand what's happened here? We're ha- I'm, I'm being as cordial and casual with her as I possibly can. You know, how many do you have on your team? I asked her about HB Naturals for, for the reason I stated earlier. Uh, you know, she makes a statement, none of the old school drop card crap and poaching distributors works anymore. All your training is old school and a waste of money. Okay, that's your opinion. I get it. Uh, so I just ask, you know, and which of my training programs do you own? Again, silence. Next day, Hannah, did you get my last message? Nothing. I try to try to offer her a free training and find out that she's blocked me. So, I mean, I, I think about this, and it just it kind of blows my mind. It's like, I guess it works, didn't work for Hannah. Uh, but let's kind of look behind the curtain. What I, I did a little bit of research, and I found out that she's just lying. She's never purchased any training system we have. She's never, had, she's never purchased anything we've ever produced. She's not in our database anywhere. And even if she was at one time in the bat- database and opted out, we would still be able to look her up. So she's never purchased anything. Uh, how does proven documented results for four du- du- decades equals old school? How does that translate in somebody's mind? Proven documented results equals old school. And for the record, I mean, we personally enrolled two new members from Drop Cards last month, and team members recruited dozens of people with direct outreach to our target market. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, those MLM distributors on the Guru MLM hamster wheels, like this girl obviously is. And if you, we just stop and think about it, my calculations are right. She started in network marketing 10 years ago with It Works. She's been following, in her words, the very best mentors in network marketing and the entire time. And she's personally enrolled a total of 23 people, 14 in It Works and nine in HB Naturals. Is that right? Yeah, 23. And that's assuming that her original 14 uh, didn't follow her to HP Naturals, and some of them probably did. But, you know, when I really think about it, I guess hopefully they didn't. <laughs> hopefully they didn't. So let's just say 23. That's an average of 2.3 people sponsored per year, per year. And, you know, if you're a regular listener to this podcast or even watch any training I've done over the past 20 years, I've shared it multiple times. If you don't develop the skill sets, mindsets, and activities, recruiting techniques, systems, where you can enroll three to five new people monthly, you don't have a chance at ever creating network marketing success. It isn't going to happen, Hannah. Uh, yes, I believe... I mean, it, I mean, I know that with proper direction and training and support, Hannah or anybody else who's willing to do the work and is with the right company at the right time in history, 
they can they can get to that three to five a month magic mark within eighteen months if the stars are lining up and they're getting the right mentorship. So, you know, she's been around ten years, has not averaged recruiting three people a year, much less a month. Yet she she is following the best mentors in the profession. And this new training is going to unlock the key that puts her on stage speaking. And I think that's really kind of the issue. You know, people think, you know, it's the next training, the next book, the next seminar, my next webinar, my next live event. You know, it's going to open up the, the key for me. And they, they get in that mode and they stay in that mode. And there's a lot of gurus that are masters at keeping them in that mode over and over and over, and then they get down the road five, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen years, and they think, "What the heck have I been doing for the last fifteen years?" You know, and, and I deal with these people weekly. You know, so maybe you know why in session two thirty of this podcast we titled th- this that that session was the most delusional business model on the planet, and all I could think of is. Hannah, I bet Hannah's full-time job, I bet she's the checkout monitor at Walmart. <laughs> I'll never go buy a, che- a checkout monitor at Walmart ever again the rest of my life and not think about Hannah. And again, that's what we deal with, I mean, daily. And I could go on and on. I'm not. I want to talk about positive stuff. But I, I feel so sorry for these people. You know, the next course is going to be the one that unlocks the key for me. I've been following the best one. Well, where are they taking you? What has happened for you? You've been here 10 years. You've been here 10 years. Where are they leading you? Where where is it taking you? What kind of progress are you really having? Okay, let me find a couple of positive ones here. Uh, Dale, making your podcast last week as lengthy as you did was genius i'm sure many listeners had the same experience i did by the end of the podcast i was asking myself why have gurus taught us to avoid our target market lisa i appreciate that comment uh another one keep confusing them with the facts buddy you are the best at cutting through the bs and getting down to what you call the rubber hits the road uh, that was from Frank. Crystal wrote, I was furious at the message in this podcast until I realized you were talking about me. I've been on the MLM hamster wheel for six years, not because I haven't worked hard, but because I've been taught to avoid my target market. Uh, another one. I was griping about your podcast with our ladies at our MLM meetup, telling them about some young man that said his Lavelle upline expected him to have a photo shoot and and learn how and 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 attend a training learning how to use software to touch up his social media pictures if he wanted to be successful in MOM and was wondering how you got him to lie like that <laughs> uh, three of the women in the group representing two MLM companies looked at me funny and they had crazy looks on their face. Then they all three said, that is what our upline told us to do. And none of them were with Lavelle. I'm a newbie, but I was shocked that, that this kind of stuff is happening. I guess I got to go back and listen to the rest of your podcast. <laughs> I hope she did. Uh, next one. Dale, I have to admit it's the network marketing Guru and gurus in questions in question. I guess she's talking about. Well, I know she is from that podcast. I don't recall mentioning any names. I don't even know. Uh, but anyway, the network marketing gurus in question convinced me to buy the blogging platform training program. You are right. I did the work. I posted articles three to five times a week for two and a half years. Crickets. I never got a prospect for my blog, much less a team member or even a customer. I'm no longer in network marketing, but made some lifelong friends during my time I was in it. And see, that's the issue for me. And I, y'all have heard me say this many times. 
we can't afford to lose competent, logically thinking people that are willing to work in this profession. And we've been losing them for 20 years, for 20 years. And the facts dictate that. Wrong direction, bad direction, not sequential direction. Uh, let me pick this back up. She said, I'm no longer in network marketing, but made some lifelong friends during my time in it. And after listening to several of your podcasts this weekend, I now understand why. Have you seen the new short video course? And I don't know what she's talking about there, but she says, go along, continue. How many people that aren't ready for this will blow their money on this program? In several podcasts, I've heard this weekend, you emphasize the word sequential. I've never heard any other person in network marketing talk about the sequential development of skills. When you stop and think about it, that's really how the real-world management training programs do work. I have a theory. Do you think most gurus know that they can say and sell whatever they want because most people won't actually do the work and then discover that it's not going to work for them or anybody else? It appears the people you work with are getting consistent, progressive results. I was asking myself and, and talking to my friend, and we were wondering why this is. Then it dawned on us, because you guys are targeting misdirected network marketers, marketers on the hamster wheel like I was with a ground floor company in English-speaking countries. I can't believe I'm writing this, but could I schedule a call with you or one of your team members? I'm actually considering re-entering the profession if I can access what you guys are doing. And see, again, if we can save one, two, three, man, it makes it worth it. It adds up over time because, we, again, we can't afford for good people to continue to just wake up one day and say, you know what, this makes no sense in the real world. Uh, this was probably the most significant one I received. It says, Hi, Dale. I've heard of you but never listened to your podcast. Honestly, I didn't even know what a podcast was. But the top lady in my downline shared shared your You Have Been Lied To training with me last week. To say I was appalled at someone teaching people to poach other network marketers doesn't start to describe my anger. Again, guys. Poaching is a made-up word by weak leaders in network marketing, and that's all it is. Poaching is a made-up term by weak leaders in network marketing who are in a self-preservation mindset. In the real world, people change jobs in the same field every single week because they see a, pa- a clearer path to upward mobility. Uh, I, I can't stand that word. I think it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's made up. So let me continue. Uh, other network markers doesn't begin to describe my anger. My anger. I was so furious. My wife made me listen to it again so she could hear it on our trip to our in-laws. After hearing it, she asked a question that honestly affected me deeply and created a paradigm shift. She said, so what is the difference between target marketing people and poaching people? That's a really good question. I didn't know how to answer that. We just listened to it again on our drive back home. And it's the reason for my email. When you said the best thing a leader can do is determine the importance of timing and make the pivot for themselves and their team and shared the George Zalicki story with me and how he, he was a successful Shackley distributor, went to NSA, then to ACN before selling his business for $20 million. I thought about other leaders over the years who have made the same type of pivots on their path. The truth is, I just checked out Google Trends, and our company did peak in 2009. We've been on a downward trend since. Personally, we held our own for a while. We were able to tread water, 
but we have been fighting the attrition on our team for the last five years. Most of the leaders on my team have moved on, and if, and the few that of us that are left have become disillusioned. I have seen several people join our team and leave over the last few years, and I've heard multiple times. Everyone I talk to has already heard about our products and business. You and I both know that's not true, but no doubt it is the perception, and I admit it when you say, the longer a company has been in the marketplace, the less of an opportunity exists with that company. You are exactly right. I started in 2002. In 2009, when the company peaked, it was my biggest year. I made 297000 that year. My income has been on a downhill slide since. I have friends in many companies, old established companies, USANA, Mel Luca, New Skin, and others that are in self-preservation mode, as you call it. Honestly, when you don't feel good about enrolling a new person, knowing they don't have the same opportunity you had, it's no longer any fun. Probably time to pivot, which I now realize I should have done many years ago. Did you guys hear what he said? Because there's many of you listening to me right now. Learn from this person's mistake. A wise person learns from their own mistakes, but a really wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Just now, at this point in his career, he's realizing, I should have done this years ago. I should have made a pivot years ago. None of us are young anymore. But how do we get the guts, the energy, the drive to do it again? And with thousands of companies coming and going, how are we supposed to choose the right one? I'll be honest. I just looked into having a friend share prepaid with me before all the momentum happened. My wife and I are credible people. We just talked to everyone that we knew, and it happened. There was no real strategy or system behind our growth. It just took off, and we caught the wave. The reason I'm sending this email is my wife and I have talked about it, and we would like to schedule a phone consultation with you. If that is something you do, we will pay your fee. I look forward to your response. And I just replied back to this gentleman and I said, look, I am beyond busy. I don't do phone consultations anymore. Uh, The Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy is no longer open uh, and and I'm not doing it, you know, at the present time. And I really felt bad for this this guy. So I said, look, and we'll just call him Terry. And I said, Terry, what I'll do is I'm going to respond on the podcast because I know there's people that are listening to this podcast that are in the exact same boat that you're in. I know that. So by replying to you, maybe I can help others, and I'm going to reply to you on the podcast. And if you do the three steps that I'm going to share with you and then request, you know, I'll schedule a time when we can jump on the phone if you feel like it will help. So I'm going to reply to and again, we're calling him Terry, uh, and and I told Terry, I said, I said, the first thing that you would do, the first thing that you should do is he's, he, he, he talked about under uh, he talked about the thought of building again seems horrifying, horrifying. And, and it will be it absolutely will be. It's and I would almost say impossible if you do it the way you've always done it. It's going to be horrifying. So the first thing I would tell you to do is listen to the podcast. It's here. Uh, the title of it is False Pride Keeps Most Network Markers Broke. That's session 195. So you can just type in mlmsuccess.com forward slash story 195, the numeral 195. And, you know, you're right. You should have made the pivot years ago. But I hope that this session will give you, you know, the courage to make the pivot now. And and most people wait too long before they make a pivot, before they even allow themselves to think about making a pivot. Uh, and, and again, I've watched this for 40 years. And, you know, if the horse is dead, get off it. Some of the best advice I ever heard. Now, I wish I'd heard it 10 years earlier than I did, and I understood it then 
like I do now. But that's the number one thing you should do. Listen to that podcast. Number two, I want you to check out uh, a video that I did. And it's really about how to find the right company at the right time in history because, honestly, it's near impossible. It's near impossible. I mean, you can find companies that have, I call it the four stars, and you can have find companies that have one star, maybe two. Every now and then you can find a company that has the three stars lined up, but rarely in history do the four stars line up. So that would be the second thing. Listen to the podcast 195 list and then go to mlmsuccess.com forward slash the numeral four stars. And, you know, you talked about the company peaked in 2009 and that you treaded water for a few years, but the last five years has been on a downland, a, a downhill slide. And here's what I want to say. And I've never said this before and I'm not going to get into great detail, but this is the reality. If you catch the right company at the right time in history in the beginning and you build it big enough. Now, you obviously built it big, but not big enough, because if you build it big enough and I look at many of the people that got involved early, early with Herbalife and even prepaid and other USANA and Mel Luke and some other very well established companies. And we could go on and on, you know, and talk about multiple different companies, some of the uh, essential oil companies, and you get involved early and you build it big enough, big enough, and spread out all over the world, and then, you know, you can you can sincerely develop a million-dollar annual income. Okay, but with every company, at some point, uh, it's going to peak, and, and we don't know when that is, but, but it is going to happen. So in my mind, the, even when a company peaks, I mean, is it possible for someone to get into a company that peaked in 2009 and if they're beyond dedicated and they have uh, a lot of transferable skills and a lot of uh, unbelievable work ethic and they're real, willing to just, I mean, absolutely grind it out? Is it possible for them to get to a full-time income? Absolutely. Is, are they ever going to get to a million-dollar income or a half a million or even a quarter-million-dollar income? No, it's not going to happen. If a company's already peaked, it's already peaked. But if you can get in early enough and you can build it big enough, you know, like many people in Herbalife and other companies did, NSA, Jeffrey Birdie, and it's so deep and it's so big and it's so huge and it's it's all over the world, then when 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 people fall out, uh, the people just roll up to you. It doesn't affect your income that much. It, it may drop some, but you're going to have an obnoxious income for years and years and years as long as it's possible for someone to get started and build a full-time income. As long as that possibility exists, then there's going to be always be there's people today that are recruiting people into Amway and Shackley and Mary Kay and New Skin and every credible established legacy company in this profession today. So that that always exists, but but what happened for you is you built it you built it and you, like you said, you treaded water for a while. Why were you able to tread water for a while? Because when people dropped out, everything just continued to roll up until there's nothing left to roll up. And there will, and, and there's nothing left, left to roll up when the majority of people are going into the marketplace. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And then it becomes a whole different level of, of aggravation and frustration. But if you can get in the right company at the right time and build it big enough and deep enough uh, all over the world, then it will sustain itself uh, as people, again, in many legacy companies have experienced. And again, I don't usually get into that much, but maybe that helped you a little bit. But, you know, you talked about that. So, you know, how you sustain yourself for for a little while. And that's why. But. You know, if if you're going to to build again, 
you know, you're going to need a real strategy, a real strategy in real systems. And, you know, just to be totally honest, uh, you know, I'll tell you now and I'll tell you when we talk and, and I'll never mention it again because it's either going to make sense to you or it's not. But uh, the best strategy, I believe the best strategy and I, and if I didn't, I shouldn't be talking, but I believe the best strategy is just to lock arms with me, sincerely. Lock arms, let's go. That's what I believe. But, you know, I respect whatever decision. It doesn't matter to me. Everybody's different. Everybody looks at things different. And then number three, the, the third thing, so number one is, number one is, Listen to the podcast we talked about. Watch the video we talked about at four stars. And number three is join the MLM Training Club. And when you join the MLM Training Club, whatever company you land with, design your systems around that program. Design your systems around that program. You know, you got to decide what is my launch system going to be? What is my customer acquisition system going to be? What is my two-step recruiting process going to be? Uh, after people get their business launch, what lead generation ideas and techniques am I going to teach them and help them master so month, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, and try, and if you can find some, an organization, which will be extremely hard, but if you can that have, you know, these answers and everything in place, uh, you're, you're way, way ahead of the game. But if you if you don't, you're going to have to put these in place before you make the move. Don't just make the move and not have a play one, play two for your for your team members. Not have a customer acquisition for your team system for your team members, because you you've got to get the systems in place. And uh, I hope this session you know spoke to you, uh, Terry. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you. And I hope it it you know I, I have no doubt there's other people listening that needed to hear this as well. You know, I agree that the number one challenge people are having when joining our team is to unlearn all the crap that they've been taught by by those that have never built a duplicating team. Honestly, I could just help people if I could just help people erase all the junk that's been propagated throughout this profession over the last twenty years and plug them into a system and if they're willing to go to work and just not have an original thought into your $10,000 a month, my life would be a lot easier, but I know that's not going to happen. I understand the game I'm playing and and what it's going to take to win it, and that's why I didn't start until I made a five-year commitment first. You know, it takes time and it takes consistent message for people to gain trust, and, and I appreciate that and I understand that. However vulgarity and and attacking someone for sharing facts i'll never understand i'll never understand i've had people in your company that i have said look it peaked in 2009 and they want to cuss me out i i don't get it uh so like the old quote says you know never try to explain yourself your friends don't need an explanation and your enemies are those in self-preservation mode, quote-unquote, aren't going to believe you anyway. Again, people just emotional responses. So I know this is true, but honestly, uh, for me, I'm just not wired that way. I enjoy logically thinking people who have a totally different viewpoint than I do. And and I enjoy looking behind the curtain. I, I like looking at the yin and yang of any type of situation or idea or concept. You know, I know what I know and I know I don't know everything. And, and, and I, and I, I've always been from, come from that, come at things from that standpoint and try to learn and, and identify, you know, the, the stachomas that people have, the mental blocks. And, you know, this year has been a major year for me from a growth standpoint because you know, I've mentioned probably on this podcast before, you know, I've seen people that we're working with daily, really. We're we're coming together and working daily together on Zoom outreaches. Uh, and I've seen people 
in 30 days progress more than from a confidence standpoint and an understanding on what they're doing and how to do it right and how to do it and get successful results and provide value to other people, especially those on the hamster wheel. Uh, uh, I, I'm seeing things happen that I would have never thought. I would have said there's no way in the world that that will ever work, you know, because all they're going to do is just get on there and it's just going to be a big social club talking about what's for dinner, where they went last night, the concert they're going to, what they saw on TV. And if people don't focus and get to work, it's not, it's just going to be another, another social club, uh, division of network marketing. But I was wrong. I was wrong, and, you know, I'm so thankful to some of our team members that really encouraged me to really look at it, examine it, and get involved with it so I could, you know, really one-on-one help people on a daily basis. And, you know, so I'm, I'm, uh, there's paradigm shifts, and, there's, and when you don't look at the – if you don't investigate, uh, you miss out. If you, if you aren't willing to look at the other side of an issue. So this is the last email I'm going to share with you. And I really think it drives the point home. Uh, I would tell you it was unexpected. It was the only one of, of this kind that I got. There was probably other people that thought about sending this type of email. This one person did. And I respect them for that because this came from a team member of mine that in my mind should know better. Okay. Just bottom line, should know better. Uh, they've been around long enough. They've seen enough evidence. They should know better. Uh, and for me to think that you can contact a person one time and expect them to immediately be interested in your opportunity is just beyond naive. It's not going to happen. If you operate your business with this kind of mindset, you're never going to create any type of traction in your business. Uh thinking that if, well, if they're sold out on their company, then I should leave them alone is beyond foolish and quite frankly, selfish in my experience. To let people continue to just bang their heads against the wall with startup companies that have an 80% chance of failing are a credible established company whose momentum is over and is something no real leader who really cares about the success of other network markers should let happen. And and I just believe that. Uh, I believe it's our duty to educate people on the real odds of success when they're with the wrong company at the wrong time in history. And I understand that that goes against everything people have been taught. But for me, it's not about your personal belief, it's about what are you doing if the facts are not there to support your belief, what you're doing, you're going to end up working hard and receiving one-tenth of the results that you should receive. And in my mind, that's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable for me to, to let my to let that happen when I know better and could attempt to try to help people educate themselves. You know, I've done that in my career. I wish someone had 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 the courage and cared enough about me to sit me down and share with me the facts that I needed to understand early in my career. And and you can call it poaching or whatever self-preservation term you choose, but when done the right way, people appreciate it. And they start to when they start to understand the facts uh, and, and down the road, you know, realize everything that was said is true. Uh, and and they were they were presented to them in a very value focused manner. If they don't join, you know, me, then they come back to me. They have my entire career career. You know, they come back to me because I would absolutely tell them the truth in a very value focused manner. I'm going to support them every way I possibly can. But if I see somebody just continually running back and hitting their head against the wall over and over and over, if I don't tell them the truth, that's on me, at least in my mind. I call it planting the seeds deep, planting the seeds deep. And and with that said, here's an email from one of our team members 
who has not bought into this philosophy yet and maybe never will. And I'm going to tell you how I responded. I'm going to not tell you any names, of course. But he said, hi, Dale. Is there anything we can do about the web, this website? I got, I got, it got, it's got the number one position in Google for APL Go products. I think the majority of people order samples on or before they place their order with Google our company. That is the BS that pops up. And he sent me one of those scam, a link to one of those scam review sites. I'll cover this in a minute, but honestly, I don't think anybody Googles the what we're with what we're doing, the way we're doing it. Uh, I, I don't, you know, from the the way we're doing it. And then he said another thing I'm concerned about is the retrib- retrib- retribution for our per- poaching style of recruiting. I couldn't believe he said that. I really couldn't for our poaching style of recruiting. What we do is a huge no-no taught in the industry, and my concern is that other company leaders will create more sites like the one to flood the search engines with this disinformation. And it's like, okay, let's just find something to worry about. Look, I've thought about this for a while and hesitated to bring it to your attention, but I think it's the best it's best to get out in front of this and to have a response or preemptive short video to send to prospects before they start Googling. <laughs> Once other team company leaders listen to your last podcast, the crap is going to hit the fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm 100% in favor of the way we work. I just know it's going to piss off the industry. Okay, here was my response. Uh, we'll call her Pamela. Pamela, I honestly am not sure how to respond to this. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts, so I'm going to respond exactly as if I wish someone would respond to me if I was in your mindset. As you know, we've emailed hundreds, heck, thousands of sample packs to customers And I personally know of no case where someone decided not to order because of a fake review website. I'm sure it's probably happened, but I don't know of a single case. I choose to focus on the families that are now receiving awesome benefits from consuming our negative ion drops daily. If somebody cannot recognize such a blatant fake review site, I know I don't want them as a team member and probably not even as a customer. For the record, Google algorithms change constantly and websites can pop in and out of the front page all the time. I just typed in APL Go products and the website you shared with me is not even on the front page, much less in the number one spot. However, you popped up twice for all APL Go Go terms related to your geographical area, as many other team members on the North America launch team do for their geographical area, which, as you know, has been part of our long-term strategy from day one. Fake review websites are something there is no ethical defense against. You're an independent contractor. You can build your business however you choose. If you sincerely believe that what we are doing is poaching, then you need to have a major paradigm shift or focus on the many other ways we teach and use for lead generation for our business. I know without question the number one prospect to focus on in this environment are the hundreds of thousands of teachable, hardworking people involved with network marketing companies whose growth days are over, are, and people that still have dreams, people that still have dreams, and, and, and not content to stay on the MOM Social Club hamster wheel. How many times have you heard me repeat the quote, a big part of becoming a great network marketing 
marketer is unlearning a lot of the crap you were taught by people that don't have a clue or don't resell the lies you bought, obliviate them so no one else gets a hold of them and unlearn them and then re-educate yourself and teach that which is true. What you and others call poaching, I call recruiting people, rescuing people from wasting years of their life attempting to build with the wrong companies at the wrong time in history with teams that are being run by people with leadership titles that have no idea how to provide a path to financial independence for their teams and and other random tips and tricks and ideas. And I sent him a link to that article that on MLM Help about that. Pam, you have per- personally witnessed the pr- progression of dozens of members on our team that were on the MLM hamster wheel for years, who are now progressing and moving forward. You have seen it, and you know this team will rescue thousands of people over the next few years. Where were you headed prior to APL Go? How would you feel right now if you were still involved with USANA, or Mel Luca, or New Skin, or another legacy company whose who's, who's, who's time had come and gone. Yes, it's happening for other team members quicker than it is happening for you. But I think now under, I understand why. Do you? Do you understand why? This could be a breakthrough for you, Pam. Name any of the dozens of people you've seen get off the MLM hamster wheel on our team. You and I both know that they have been rescued from their, their wheel, and their mission is to help others. They understand what it's like to be on the wheel. They understand that poaching is a made-up term created by weak people in network marketing with leadership titles. We both also know that a concern over fake review websites will rarely enter their mind. And when and if a potential customer or team member brings it up, they know exactly how to handle it or where to go to get the answer quickly. And I'm referring to our daily group group trainings. This ended up being much longer than I had planned, but I hope you take the message in the spirit in which it was intended. This sincerely, sincerely could be your path the day on your path that makes a huge impact. As I've said many times, on this path, we find ourselves at crossroads sometimes and don't even know uh, when we were there. I realize as you get further and further down the road and look back, you understand those crossroads much better than you do when you're on them. Thanks, Pam, for your feedback. Dedicated to your success, Dale. So that was from one of my own team members. And see, I think the real lesson of this podcast is we all see things not as they are, really, but we see things as we really are. We see things through our own pair of glasses, through our own tents, through our own shades. There are a lot of things that determine how we view the world. You know, our IQ, our EQ, uh, our foundation, the first 12 years of our life, you know, our parents, teachers, authority figures, the the geographical area in which we were raised. A lot of thing goes into developing those patterns, those paradigms, those visions of ourselves during, you know, our early childhood days. And, you know, I'm starting to learn the the ability to not take everything and everybody at face value and look behind the curtain is probably a developed skill that is maybe enhanced by IQ or EQ and the environment in which we were raised as children. When building a network marketing team years ago, we had to understand and deal with all these factors and, and personality types if we ever expected to become a real leader, if I ever wanted to be a real leader that could help people progress toward their goals, then I had to get better at understanding what made them who they are. But today, 
you know, I've said many times on this podcast, network marketing has all kinds of philosophies spread throughout it that makes no sense in the real world and are considered best business practices in network marketing. Uh, How do we take a profession that was born out of the personal development industry and let it get so far off track? I mean, the examples are just endless, and I've always done my best to bring these to the attention of our customers, clients, through articles on MLMHelp.com and this podcast. You know, I have absolutely no problem yelling from the top of the mountain, hey, the emperor, the, em- the emperor, the emperor, the emperor has no clothes on. He has no clothes on. What are you guys looking at? What are you saying? What are you acting like? The dude doesn't have any clothes on. And and some of you will probably know that book. It's a popular childhood uh, childhood book of, that was read to me by my grandmother every time I went to her house, you know, literally hundreds of times uh, when I was a child. And maybe that's one of the reasons I've felt so compelled as an adult to look behind the curtain. And when you see things that are just don't make any sense, to yell, hey, the emperor doesn't have any clothes on. I mean, I don't know why why I'm made up this way, or, or but but I am, and you know I've always, uh, I, I always have had and always will invite logical dialogue with anyone who's been teaching people that buying leads or starting a blog or Facebook lives or doing YouTube videos or chatting people up on social media, uh, joining MLMSP or some other worthless affiliate program, or doing short videos, long videos, is really the answer to help authentic people build real duplicating teams. And that's probably the, the thing that has gotten the profession so off track in the last 20 years it's just the word authentic people because so many people are so enamored by things that absolutely mean nothing to nobody uh, that's genuine. You know, uh, Shelly Giddings, who runs our book club at cmgbookclub.com, uh, I saw this on her social media post uh, site this week. She said, and I thought it was hilarious. She said, as the Kardashians celebrate their 20th season, I would like to congratulate myself for never watching a single episode. Amen. You know, I believe the fact that network marketing has been on a downward trend since 1995 is proven the fact that, you know, everything, every article, everything that we've talked about in the last 20 years has been historically correct. It's been historically correct. You know, we came out with the scam audio program in 1999. And if you look at the trend, again, since 95, you, it's, you, you've just watched it continue to trend downward. Why? Because all the misinformation has been propagated throughout this profession. You know, I understand that you have to have 100% belief in the systems you're using to build your teams. And if they're 100% comfortable for you, then I can guarantee you they will never duplicate. Expanding your comfort zone is part of growth, and it's part of what is required if you expect to achieve your full upside potential in this profession. And gurus have figured out in every niche that all we have to do is tell people what they want to hear so we can sell them what they want to sell them. And that's been the, the, the norm, you know, for many, many years. The only solid way to determine the validity of a system is to look at the personal team building track record of the person that's teaching the system. A person's track record of, you know, you can look at any, pick out anybody, look at their track record and you, you'll know, look behind the curtain. I mean, the number of people that have been promoting junkie affiliate programs and gurus telling people that, you know, what they want to hear. And all this stuff is is very well documented over the last 20 years. The bottom line is people make emotional decisions and never look behind the curtain. They take the word of people who they assume know what they're talking about. So with that said, I hope this session helps you understand yourself and your prospects better. Most of all, I hope you realize that you don't need to keep up with the Kardashians to build a network marketing team. 
you know, the Kardashians probably, well, Bruce Jenner was a member of some company, you know, 25 years ago and failed miserable, miserably, as did Tony Little. And we can start naming all the superstars that have come and gone throughout network marketing over the years. Uh, but the only person you need to worry about is the person staring you back in the mirror. That's it. And to thy own self be true. And understand, if a thousand people say a stupid thing, it's still a stupid thing. It's still a stupid thing. And the next time you're at Walmart, I hope you take a look at the checkout bag monitor. I hope you remember this podcast and it gives you a chuckle and a smile on your face. I really do. I hope I hope it gives you a smile. You guys have a great week. This is Del Calvert, and I'll talk to you next week on another session of the MOM Success Podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, Wisdom of the Ages training, or answers to your questions.